Buzzed Bonus Part 1. Guys, welcome to Guys Weekend Podcast. I am Josh Tenney with my co-host Brandon Parks. Hello there. We are going to talk about the possible NFL draft picks for this year and our teams. We are we are mainly Steeler fans. Yeah, buddy. We have some different viewpoints on some of this stuff. I think we should clarify for the listening audience that we're probably not going to dive too much into what we think the draft picks are going to be because that'll be a later on episode. When it gets closer to draft, maybe we'll do a live draft episode. Depends on what you guys like on Facebook. You know, Like us on Facebook, by the way. Guys Weekend Podcast, you can find us there. It's the one with the cool beer-looking logo. This evening, though, raises a lot of hoot nanny. On the, I guess, the 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 future of the Steelers team? Future, for at least for the foreseeable future, is it, not. I, I, I get it. We, we, can, we can talk about it. Obviously, we're, we're going to talk about the division. It's not just the Steelers. It's going to be mainly focused on the Steelers. And if you guys don't want to listen to the Steelers shit, I get it. It's cool. But we're discussing the division as a whole. I, as a lifelong Steelers fan, do not believe that the Steelers are going to be in contention for the playoffs for at least the next three years, next three seasons. I would say even four to five seasons. I'd like to, I'd like to double down and say three seasons would be, be the be the number. Um, as a realist, I don't think that's going to happen. But we're going to dive into why I don't think that happens after this. <clears throat> so, I think. It, for, from what the Steelers have lost, I think we've lost – Steelers have lost too much on the offensive line. Yeah. I don't think that ben, – Ben does at, what, 40? He turned 40 this year? I don't That's think great. he's got the mobility. He definitely doesn't have the mobility he used to. And he wasn't that mobile all the time, but he was all, he always found a way to get out of that initial sack. The thing that gets me is is you look at quarterbacks in the league as it stands right now on March twenty whatever eighth twenty twenty one. You have had in the past eight to ten years, you've had fairly stand up, stocky, brawny, tall quarterbacks. I I get it. Drew Brees was short. Philip Rivers is the same way. Aaron Rodgers is in between. But you haven't you haven't seen a scrambling quarterback do well for a team that's gotten them anywhere that made sense consecutively. Like you, you've had your Deshaun Watson, who's he's he can scramble on the field, but he can't duck them alleged. <laughs> Rape charges, but that you know, hey, that's that's neither here nor there. I he's guess. he's he's slinging it off the field, but it's unwanted. Christ, uh, but but you've never seen a franchise quarterback, I guess, thus far, who has stepped up to the plate and been able to juke and jive, as the terminology used to be. And I would say I what Russell that, Wilson's probably the most successful, he, and and I, and the. The one who he's the, he's the face of that of that type of quarterback, I guess. Celibacy? Oh, no, yeah, I I agree. I I think he's he's one of the only ones that is 
perfected it in his body stature. Um, I, I think he's the poster child for a scrambling quarterback. And I don't know, maybe you have an opinion on this, but you know, we touched on this on our sports episode, but why do you think we don't have scrambling quarterbacks now? I think before this year, I, I don't, I don't believe coming up through college that uh, the, that type of quarterback was conditioned for longevity in the NFL. You take a RG three, right? He had mm-hmm. a very, very successful three years. Yeah. And then he started relying too much on his legs and not enough on his foresight and his ability to see the field. He broke, he, yeah. I mean, he shattered his leg. Yeah. You know, and I think when I, I don't think that the, that type of quarterback until Russell Wilson came into the league, they were conditioned to have a longevity in the NFL. And honestly, Russell Wilson's had a pretty, you know, clean bill of health in his career. So I'd say he have a, he's a, he has a clean bill of health, but he's never had a, he's never had any outshining moments. But I think the thing is though, with that though, he's, I think he's smart in how he uses his legs. That's fair. So I, I don't think he needs to hurdle the linebacker that's coming at, at coming at him like an RG three did. Yeah. I think he's he knows he knows when he needs to slide, which was RG 3s problem. He, he never he never slide. He would never slide. So RG three, I think, kind of put more put more eggs in the basket when it came to his uh, running ability than a Russell Wilson does. He puts a lot in the basket for his ability, but he knows when to go down, when smart to go down. And I think he uses it, uses his abilities more wisely than an RG three did. I agree. Uh, but okay. So then why hasn't Seattle been successful if, if they have a quarterback? So I, I look at it as, you know, you have these, these broad shouldered pocket passers as it is. Why, why do you think that they're more successful than, the Russell Wilsons of the league or the, the scramble. I, I, I don't know. I feel like that's a, that's a loaded term that I use that they're scramblers. Like we, we haven't seen a traditional scrambling quarterback in a while that, that I can think of. That was really that, you know, I hate to bring it up, but Vic was, was probably the guy that paved the way for, for rushing yards and and successfully completed not only a season just on rushing yards and TDs, he also did the completions and passing yards that were impressive. Not not, not his completions, but the passing yards he was up there. I think he he averaged like I don't know something like fifty five percent completion percentage, which is pretty pretty terrible for a quarterback. But he was yeah. I I believe he had I've years where he forward. rushed for almost a thousand yards as a quarterback, which is really impressive. But I think the problem with, in all fairness to a Michael Vick, if I'm remembering correctly, and this is a long time ago, and I have been doing a little bit of drinking, so I don't know how how well my recall is, but they didn't put receivers around Michael Vick either. That's true. They really had any. Okay, so so now, now, now we're diving into 
you could put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig kind of deal. So you, you get into the whole, you know, you have a you have a dynamite quarterback with a mediocre receiving team. Who gets the credit? Is it is it the credit of the unnamed receiver that caught a pass that did well, or is it the fact that the quarterback was just dynamite and he quarterback he quarterback nine out of ten times is always going to get the credit for it. I think very rarely do you have a you like a, like a Calvin Johnson right yeah. who Megatron was amazing and he made I believe he made Matthew Stafford look way better than Matthew Stafford is. I think in that kind of instance, they make that, the, that guy makes the receiver or the, makes the quarterback look better. Uh, Chad Johnson is another to another you, it, it's very yeah. rarely that's those kind of caliber receivers. I think that come along that get more, get more of the credit than the quarterback does. And I think it, that is justified. And maybe there are more instances where there it, that the receiver should get a little bit more credit than the quarterback does, but because they're not a household name, you kind of you kind of forget about them. That's fair. I like how this was supposed to be an ASC North kind of thing, and we just delved into yeah, uh, football and quarterbacks from twenty years ago. We splied out there, but that's okay though. I mean, we we can circle back around. We can circle the ponies. I would like to think that Pittsburgh would be in contention in the playoffs within the next five years. I'm not saying all of the next five years. What 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 to you is the be all end all of what they need to draft for? So if if Ben's going to Ben said he's going to at least play out his contract, which is good. I mean, everybody pretty much figured that. Which so. Is, I'm not entirely sure what he's got left on his contract. I don't know if it's one year or two years, but even at that, eight, one or two years, at some point, first or second round, you got to draft a quarterback. My opinion, you got to you got to draft somebody for the future. I agree. I don't. I don't understand. Which I guess you want to build on what you already have that is strong. Which the defense has never really been lacking more than what the offense has in a few years. Uh, have there been some lulls? Sure. But they've always shown up when they needed to be there. So I guess I just don't understand why there hasn't been the the deep look on having a backup quarterback. I don't think Mason Rudolph is the answer. Nope. I don't think homeboy from, who was it? What the, what the fuck's his name? Dawson, yeah. I, I don't... Uh, th- no, I, I don't view that as... It, obviously, it, to me, I view it as... Right now, we're kind of like... We're in the in-between of that that season where Ben got knocked out and Tommy Maddox was the, was the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like how we're talking about this. Like, the Steelers didn't go 11-0 this past season. Yeah. You know, it, I, I think that was talent. I don't know where what got lost. I mean, I'm I'm hoping that I'm wrong, and maybe they we, we'll see we'll see that you know kind of run th- this coming year. But they the offense just did not look like an offense that have been been playing. They didn't look they, the last six games of the year, five games of the year. They did not look like a a, a prime playoff team. 
Yeah. So, so why why do you think that is? I mean, I mean, I obviously I hope that they can replicate at least a playoff presence. So I'm 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 thinking. I'm not I'm not I'm not gunning for them to be. Obviously, they're going to go over five hundred, but I don't I don't put them further than either wild card or first round of uh, playoffs. Just because I don't I don't think that. Roethlisberger, I, I would love to believe that he is going to be able to carry it through and do everything that he can. I just don't think that the, the uh, offensive dynamic is there with the receiving core that they have. Um, I, I think that the money has gotten to their head, the attention has gotten to their head, and I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that the 11-0 got to their head, which is why they shit on their leg last year. I, I would love to see them at least go positive. I don't I, I see them... Playoff contention. I actually like the Steelers receiving core as a whole. I don't think they have a flat out number one receiver, though, is my problem. I think they have, I think their receiving core are great number two, number three receivers, but they don't have a star. They don't have, they don't have somebody. Well, yeah, but they don't have, they don't have somebody who's going to take the attention of the secondary a way to open up stuff. They, they can all be shut down one-on-one. Which is why I think uh, almost like, all right. So, so obviously they have to get, they have to replace Roethlisberger. That's, that's the biggest thing They're they're, they're not going to draft for a franchise quarterback because I haven't followed college football closely in a long time and or draft aspects, but from what I hear from most people that have, there hasn't really been a quarterback that is going to be a franchise quarterback out of college right away to even sit behind somebody a year or two, yada, 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 to, to take the place of, of Roethlisberger. That's going to be a difficult thing to do. However, <clears throat> with the receiving core the way that it is, I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing. I, it, to me, I look at it as, as like, okay, cool. It's kind of a popcorn effect. It's like, oh, who's he going to hit? Because now, to me, it almost it almost looks like I look at it as, you know, you you had A B or you had J, you know, J J there, Smith Schuster, Smith shit spooper. Uh, he wanted to be that guy. He wanted to do this and do that. He wanted to be the A-B of the offense when he couldn't be. But now that that's not an issue, who do you, who do you target? Do you spread out, do you spread out your defense accordingly? And then now that's up to Ben. Now, Now you're going on equal, equal ish talent across the wide receiver spread and you rely on your the defense you're playing to hit what you want to throw to. And I feel like Ben being the veteran quarterback, he's going to obviously pick apart a defense, read it correctly and be like blammo. I think so, if I think if Claypool worked if he if he worked on his hands this offseason, I think he has the potential to be that guy that takes the focus off of the rest of the receivers. So I mean, he's a big dude, he, and he's got he's got pretty decent speed for a guy his size. So I don't I don't know what the the protocol is for the NFL. Um, <clears throat> do you have to name a number one 
wide receiver? No, you don't have to. It, it, I mean, I guess it just depends. Most most teams are starting off starting off. Just leads by like stats and like your not really. Well, I mean, I guess it goes by the depth chart. They'd have to turn in a depth chart every every game or so you could put your weakest link but i guess it doesn't matter if you're starting off the the first snap with a, th- a three wide set you know so i i don't know i think if if you're gonna rely on ben for another season or two and mm. you're you're still have the hopes of a playoff run Number one, I think you have to work on the offensive line. Number two, you got to give them a running game. I think the defense is set. I, I think the defense is it's a solid defense. I think it's going to be it's go it's not gonna be as good as it was last year, but I think it will be a top ten defense. What you heard there, folks, was the cracking of the Lord's water. Not a sponsor, but we we would I, hope. I paused for the sponsor effect for Anheuser Busch to be put in there, but you know, hey, we're not there yet. Like and share us, follow us on Facebook, and share that shit far and wide. Tag us on Anheuser's pages. But yeah, 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 yeah. I I agree with what you were saying. So if they could, if they if if you're gonna go with Ben and you're 100 percent sure, if you if you still have hopes of them being a playoff team, you know, in the organization. That's what you got to do. Really I think well. offensive line ain't a running game, and they need to be smarter with their draft picks this year because I think now cool. more than ever is when their draft picks are going to really, really count and really matter. I agree. Usually they fuck things up in the first round, first <sighs> and second round. That's tough, though. I I, I mean, I guess, you, I guess you have to volley. <laughs> I mean, you can look at – so let's take this divisionally-wise. Um Who's had the better draft record with choices made in the long run? Obviously, Pittsburgh is is, is up there. Um, why do you think if they are? So I, I get it. You're 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 stacking the defense. You take you take a late rounder, you know, wide receiver here and there. I I feel like the offense is good to go. The running game has always been a shoddy thing, and I feel like that's just due to the fact that. One person wants to be the star of the offense, and that's not how Pittsburgh rolls. Uh, the, the only reason why I say running game is because Ben. I don't think Ben can be can carry the load anymore. I agree. So you have to give him something to where they they run to open up pass because their pass isn't going to open up the run anymore. Um, sure. And going going with that, I think with with the Steelers and what I think I've noticed when when. Ben messed his arm up the season before last. Uh, I believe there was some ligament damage, and yeah. if you noticed, well, he may the, not admitted to it, but yeah, I mean, there had there there probably there definitely was. Sure. I think once you got to those late season games, starts to get a, a, a tee bit colder, and maybe the feeling in a, in his fingers weren't there for the ball. Yeah, absolutely. And because I, you know, my up until those last five games, I thought Ben was comeback player of the year. I mean, he he had a point. He had a point in the in the season. I think like nine games in, he only threw like five picks. Fair enough. Which, I mean, he was looking he was looking like MVP material at that point. So you know, I think a little bit of that happened. The the cold, you know, you saw it with guys like. 
Peyton Manning later in the year where they couldn't where they couldn't really yeah I mean feel yeah. ball anymore yeah that makes sense so that being said like Pittsburgh needed to in my opinion I feel like that Pittsburgh should have done something in the quarterback realm at least two seasons ago. Now I don't I don't know what their depth chart was looking like. Who was the starting what was was Cordell the technical starting quarterback before Ben was drafted? Uh no. So the year before they went through a bit of a transition, I believe uh Cordell and then they brought in um who Kent, was Cordell's Kent, back? Kent Graham okay. for a season or two. Then they went back to Cordell and then Tommy Maddox beat out Cordell. He, uh, Tommy Maddox was hot for two seasons, and then well, uh, had uh, Ben came in. But I think I think in drive, if you're going to go recent years, I'm going to say that <sighs> the Browns Browns have had a better draft class. Which which why why so obviously I mean they they've always done they've done really well like. It, I don't want to say really well, but they've they've done well drafting. I I, I guess I don't understand it. And uh, my buddy Money, you know Money, he was in the wedding. This and that. Money is a diehard Browns fan. I hope we have him on one of the future shows, um, or any of the shows for that matter. He he gives me the biggest insight, and and it's cool because he's a he's a Browns fan. It's a realist. He understands that it sucks ass to be a Browns fan, but he's honest about it, and he's not a Steelers hating fucker like most people that I talk to. Because I'm not, I'm not a loudmouth in your face Steelers fan. But hey, you want to? Yeah, right. I hear that shit all the fucking time, and I'm like, man, shut the fuck up. Just because you're sad that you have followed the same fucking team for how many years, and you suck dick, and it's a, it's okay. So I I hope to have money on here because he gives me the Cleveland insight that I want to hear. But why do you think? I guess it never made sense to me that they you can you can draft talent, but you can't make it work. I to me that makes sense. Like you can have all of the best things in in the palm of your hand, but they don't always fit what you're using. Well, I mean, even even up until the last two seasons, I mean, they had they've had a in the last. 20, 20 years. What ninety nine was when they came back when because they sat out yeah. for a couple years when they moved when when they moved yeah. to Baltimore. Yeah, but uh, I'm old man. So yeah. for the last twenty two years, you've had a revolving door of head coaches, and even to the last couple years, I thought I I didn't think that how many owners have they been through? Three? At least at least two. Mm-hmm. Probably three, but I I didn't think that they would have had the year they had this year. What they fight? I mean, they fired their head coach middle of the year last year, or the year before last. You know, when you have a young quarterback, yeah. How many how many different offensive has how many different offenses has he had has he had so far in his career? Sure. However. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm. I'm not shitting on the the Cleveland franchise as it is. You know, Rob Stefanski hit hit what 
coach of the year. Good for him. I mean, that's that's it's fucking excellent. That's what it is. It's it's a very good accommodation to have and to earn, and it was well earned. Um, you know, they beat the Steelers' ass last week of the year, beat them in the playoffs. Good for them. Uh, now I hear I hear nothing but a bunch of shit talking about. Oh, the Steelers fucking suck, and this and that, and it's like the look, first man. the first time you get the hand up on us in twenty twenty two yeah. years. It's cool, man. A blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. I I get it. It's cool. And and the the problem is. The people that, that bombarded me the most on Facebook and this and that, and they talk the most shit, are the same people every fucking week. The goddamn Browns are going to have to go to the Super Bowl. Motherfucker, listen. Hey, I'm excited for you guys to do well. And this is wholeheartedly coming from as a football fan. I don't follow college football. I don't follow baseball. I don't follow basketball. I'd love to get into hockey. But, like, NFL is that – that's the only thing I, I try to pay attention to as much as I can when the season's going on. I don't want to hear a fucking thing. You don't need to come to me. I don't get in your fucking face about things. You don't get in my face about things. Like, I'm, I'm not here for that. I'm not texting you and saying, oh, yeah, you guys fucking blow. Blah, blah, blah. You got your, your assholes plundered. Now, provoked as it was throughout the season, it was, oh, no, this and that. I'm like, all right, cool. Calls are calls. Browns fans are bitching about calls all fucking season. Steelers fans did the same thing. Were there were there call discrepancies in in each game, both weeks in a row? Absolutely. Do I think that swayed the end of the game? No. Uh, the the Browns play that they wanted to win, and and good for them, and and that's cool. And I'm not a I'm not a salty Steelers fan. I'm not going to sit here and give excuses for why you know the the offense. They were off. Oh, somebody had to. Oh, oh no, no, no. They, they outplayed the Steelers, which is good, which is, and I like that. And what I hope that shows to the Steelers that are on the roster now is that you're not untouchable because I, I feel like for the longest time, obviously the rivalry was, was not the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was always Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, because, uh, you, had, you had you threw Cincy in there for a couple seasons. All right. Well, sometimes I poop and it goes down in one flush, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> but yeah, so Cincinnati is the same way. You know, sometimes I get out the poop spoon and I and I break it up. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Andy Dalton, he he flared his red hair like you do sometimes, Josh, and you know he sometimes a blind squirrel finds a hold of fuck every once in a while. Uh, I wonder. I wonder. If he correlated his nickname with the nickname you give your dogs, Woody. Maybe. He might have. The Red Rocket. He might have. He might have. Do you think, in my opinion, this year was probably one of the worst years for officiating in the NFL? It was a... um, No consistency. I will echo this with with something that is completely unrelated, but sort of related. Uh, two things. Uh, the first being South Park listeners. I'm not a huge South Park fan. I've I've watched as many as I can stomach here and there. My humor is right on par with it. The P- PC principle. I get it. You know, you make jokes about this and that. So you were you were you were talking about this and that and what were you saying? The officiating. Okay. I was I, yeah the officiating. I was reading a text. Sorry, 
So the the officiating went a little out the window. I don't know. Like like do you do you credit that to I think they made a lot of people, a lot of small rule changes at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Where you don't get a whole lot of consistency. And then you and then you figure at the same time there was no no preseason, which is you they need yeah. the, the officials need the preseason too. Especially if you that. have a shit ton of rule changes. I view that at the same time that if you told me we were going to do this podcast now, don't drink any beer. Oh, oh, here we go. Well, I may or may not have had a few beers. So I, I view that as preseason. Like, man, I know what we were going to do. I have a few follies, but I get the gist of it. But at the same time, you want to... The, I, I guess it boils down to the big elephant in the room, larger than I am is the fact that we had female referees that made calls that were pertinent to the the game, the outcome. I don't think that makes a fucking difference. I no. don't understand. I, I, I think, I don't I, like I, I said, I mean... You, if you're good at your job, do your job. Like I can, I can understand. I, you have a lot of uh, veteran referees in the NFL... And a lot of the, a lot of the a lot of these female referees is first time they've they they coached NFL at all. You know, do you think they're, they're that's a, a ref NFL? Do you think them being a, a female like they're they look at it as they're, they're I would assume I I don't know I'm not I'm not sure I haven't looked into it but I would assume they're they're younger in age than what the most veteran NFL I I would assume to be a I don't know what the the I think it's like mid I think the the ages of some of them were like mid thirties. So I don't know what the prerequisite 30s. is to be considered a veteran referee in the NFL. I would assume it's at least five or ten seasons. Do you know what most of those referees do when they're not officiating NFL? Probably not referee. But no, probably are there are a lot of them are like fucking <laughs> judges and high powered attorneys right, and shit. God damn, that'd be a cool thing. You think they do like a. That's like Shaq. Did you know Shaq? That motherfucker. That seven foot, ten inch tall motherfucker. You know what he wants to do on the weekends? Do you know what he paid to do? He paid to be a sheriff. Mm-hmm. I, I bought a I bought a firearm. Uh, I drove to North Carolina. The company I bought it from was a, a North Carolina firearms dealership. I don't remember what the name was. Not that we're going to talk about it on air anyway, because legal ramifications. But the firearm that I bought was owned by a company that was based loosely around them. They're out of business now, which sucked, but they were the only one that we knew that was close. Um, my wife and I were going down for vacation and we decided, Hey, let's stop here. I'll buy my, one of my dream rifles. And they told me that the owner of that shop and which was partial owner in the firearms company, um, also was partial owner in the Carolina Panthers football team, new Shaq, and they said he comes in here all the time. He target shoots in here. He does this and that. And I'm like, man, I thought Shaq lived on the fucking West Coast. You know, going going back back to Cali, Cali. Not to not to quote anybody that was notorious or had anything to do with Big, um, <clears throat> but. I just assumed that he lived on the West Coast and like, no, that was his thing. He came here, he did a lot of a lot of training things, a lot of shooting classes, he did a lot of police force things, and that's what his deal was. He's like, Hey, the guy that owned this company and was part owner in the Carolina Panthers said, Hey, you can come out here anytime you want. Swore him in for you know, whatever depotization that it was. 
uh, you know, take this on, on me drinking a few beers. But this all actually happened. I don't know if he does it now. But it was cool. Yeah, Shaq actually puts in the, the work with that, unlike a uh, an, another celebrity that was doing that kind of stuff on the side, too. A uh, one black-turfed head, uh, Steven Seagal. You know, one time I knew there was a fire down below. I, I can't say anything. But the fire down below, which grew a flame into one other individual that I would like to discuss for at least one minute. Um, <clears throat> this is a topic... You or I, Josh, we've known each other for for a while now. We've never discussed this before. But I feel that I'm channeling my inner money and saying that if the Cleveland fan base and most of the fan base of the NFL would have given just the time of day to one, Jonathan Manziel. I, I, I don't know what would have happened. I, I, I'm not saying that he would have been the next Walter Payton. We don't know. Well, he Walter Payton was a running back, bud. Yeah, exactly. Hey, he could have a he could have a goddamn statue at the fucking Hall of Fame. I know people at the Hall of Fame. They would have said the same thing. I'm just saying. We don't know. He definitely wouldn't be fucking cheesecake. Factory waitresses, like allegedly Johnny Manziel, or not Johnny Manziel. Well, he would have been better than that. But, you know, Baker, I mean, I, I talked to a broad allegedly at, at a, a local bank at in my city who was like, hey, we were there for that. She came to us and was like, hey, Baker just texted me. And it was, it was a real hush-hush kind of deal. And she asked all of her girlfriends to leave the room because it sounded like she was embarrassed. But I'm like, yo. You're slamming out Mr. Playboy, Mr. Mr. Cleveland Brown, and, and you're telling your friends to leave for a text message? What 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 what's going on? All right, so let's play this out, Josh. You know, let's let's play this out. Hey baby, how you doing? How you doing, girl? How you been? That cheesecake was dynamite. What are you saying to me, motherfucker? Like, what are you texting back? You know? What do you got? What do you got? You're, you text me back, you know. The cream, the cream was so creamy. Mm. It was so moist. Mm. Maybe you want to come over to my apartment later, and you know, maybe, maybe eat some cheesecake off my ass or something. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she wouldn't have been that forward with an NFL quarterback. I don't know. What do you have to say though, Johnny? Let me, let me not John. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, I'm, not that I'm talking about what's on my mind. Baker, go ahead. John, go, let's go, go oh, back to oh, going back to Johnny Manziel. <laughs> one Jonathan Kyle Archibald Manziel. I don't know if that's his; those are his middle names, but it sounds Wrong. nice. I like, I like it. He did he have talent? Yes, I do believe he had yeah. talent. One hundred percent. But when you when you rather spend the majority of your time, your off time instead of working on your craft to be a top-tier quarterback in the league, and you'd rather go out partying and doing coke with a $20 bill in the bathroom of a nightclub, which, if that's what you want to do, go ahead and do it. But don't let it affect you being what you're being paid to do. 
which goes back to me talking about <sighs> Joe Joe Willie Namath. There's there's so hard to say though. Dude, dude the, has done every Steelers. every drug that was known to man oh. back in the, back in that day, and he was still Hall of Fame worthy in his career. He didn't. He was able to hold a shit. Do you take today's standards? Uh, a Rob Gronkowski. He loves the party. Listeners, now let me, let me just let me just let me just get this on record. We're 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 forty minutes in. I have to have another beer to listen to this because it, he's he's faulting my boy Johnny, and it's okay. We'll Rob Gronkowski is a partier, correct? I have videos of it. I understand. I, I get so, it. But he does he let he does he let it finish affect his shit on the field in Tampa or in New England before before <laughs> he started before his body started breaking. Jesus Christ, his body's been breaking for fucking four Not years. saying that the partying has anything to do with his body breaking down, which, you know, <sighs> I can neither confirm nor deny that, but right he, does, that. He, he, he doesn't, he'll, he shows up to, to practice half in the bag, but shows up on Sunday, and when the ball comes yeah, his yeah, way, he shows up. Days. That's fair. I've done that at my old job, like, in the bag. Still got paid, so I don't. And honestly, yeah, I don't. I, I don't care what you do on your on your own time, but don't guess, don't let it don't let it get hinder you from being what you're being paid millions of dollars to do. I'm not trying to do that shit in private. I don't care if you're doing cocaine. Just don't. Why? 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 Do, why are you letting people take snapshots of you, Flash Gordon? You know, just. Uh, I'm just saying. All right, so so let's 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 play devil's advocate here because we got a few more minutes before this shit ends. The shit donkey gets thrown off the course. What says that? Let's say that was a pause for station identification while I drank my beer. <clears throat> uh, so let's say you're you're being paid millions of dollars to do a job, like you just said. Do you think that? Mr. Manziel would have come under the same scrutiny, the same microscope, the same motherfuckery, as it were, had he not been the face of the Cleveland football organization. Say he was drafted to, uh, let's say he was a second round quarterback to, let's go to the Rams. Yes. You, you you still think that that him partying just just not even partying he's not the he's not named the starter which at the time he was he was definitely named the starter he was definitely named the the face of Cleveland maybe the Rams were a a poor situation but whatever that's fine we got you got to give them the same the, under the same circumstances though you have to. Give him if 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 so if he was in the same situation. Is just now getting hit with his rape charges, and he's been there. He's demanding a trade now after how many seasons? No, no, no. But I'm saying if you're 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 asking if he would be under, he would have been under the same scrutiny. You have to make the situation the same. If are you asking that question just based on the city he was in, or are you yeah, are you are, so based on the city? I think he would be. Party. I think I think Party. the I think the level of it would change. You know, I I think of St. Louis along the same lines as I do at Cleveland, where it's not 
the the high end high market for football. I believe I believe St. Louis is still a baseball number one priority. So town. Do you think would have it would have overpowered? I I would put at that time. Now it's the LA Rams, but I would say, do, do you think they would have overpowered their? I would I would put their baseball team ahead of their football team, hundred uh, percent. You think that him getting hemmed up, uh, partying at a bar would overrule everything else in St. Louis? It would have taken over the state of everything, sports wise. Yeah, which is what it did in Cleveland. Because I think the stuff that he was doing. I mean, you. I mean. You take a you take a you take a Josh Gordon, right? I mean, this guy this guy is get gets scrutinized just because he smoked wheat and he's thrown all in the you know all in the face of the media as a yeah, as a druggie, but he just smoking weed. I I don't think it would have mattered what team he was on. I think the level would have been the same because I do, like I said, I do believe in terms of what the nation cares about in terms of teams. I think St. Louis and Cleveland are on the same level, but put it put, if you put him in a large market, if he was in New York city doing that shit, I think the level would have been even higher. That's fair. But, but let's say like, maybe I, maybe I picked a shitty, shitty place, uh, a, a team that really didn't matter. And at the time Cleveland didn't matter. The only place uh, that would have been okay was Miami because everybody's doing cocaine is, in Miami. I literally was just about to say Miami, but but at the same time, I guess what I I get what you're saying with you know you're 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 a you're a young gun in the draft. You're being picked up by a team. Your life is going to be under a microscope. So I guess it it boils down to something that we touched on in our sports episode of. Why isn't somebody there to be like, yo guy? Now do now if you're gonna put it if you were gonna question it to me, like um would he be under the same scrutiny if he was drafted in the seventh round and not a potential starter as he was compared to him being drafted in Cleveland, then I do think that would be different. Because because there but but <clears throat> a team took a chance on you high expectations being drafted where you were. Would that be different? More than likely. But at the same time, he was good enough to get drafted that high. So at the end of the day, you, him blowing it is still on him. Sure. To uh, what, he, he, he would, he would get, he would, if he was drafted in the seventh round, made the team, he would probably only be getting a 800, $800,000 a year for three years he got drafted where he was drafted i was he first he was he was late first round wasn't he late late yeah late, so you're looking uh he was late oh he might have might, been, might have been second round i think second. It was early second round but still at that at that point you're making money on here you're making four million dollars a year as a second round draft pick at quarterback so Whereas the, there's an investment level that's different too, so you kind of got to put add that to the mix based on the the team and what they're paying. So <clears throat> that being said, I, I I will I will defend Johnny Manziel to the day that I die, just because I want to party with him 
and I will continue to bury him, but I but I want to party with him too. <laughs> Which is great. Now, for the listeners that are out there, they're still listening. Uh, this was a conversation that was had for what we thought was 35 minutes um, at the cabin at a guy's weekend, but it turned out to be a lot fucking longer. I'll say that to say this. <clears throat> if you were to have Johnny Manziel as your first round or early second round pick, would you rather that or a thuggish, ruggish bone? Obviously, we don't own the, the licensing rights to that term for a sixth round running back. So like a, uh, let's say a, an extra, this is, this is something, uh, a Le'Veon Bell music video running back who was a straight out of college dynamite talent. Just, just fucking dynamite out, out of the realm of just dynamite. Like he's, he's money. He is fucking money. But he's he hasn't, he hasn't been he hasn't been movie. money since his uh, last season with the Steelers. I, my my opinions with Le'Veon Bell is this, and I thought this even in his first season when he was lighting it up before he, uh, I think his rookie year he got hurt. I believe that did is he a talented guy? Absolutely, but I think there wasn't enough credit given to an offensive line that gave him enough time to kind of sit back and wait for and, and and watch for holes to open. That is 100% evident in the team that he's with now. Clearly, it reflects on what he what he put up now. Cuz he I wasn't mean, doing shit for the Jets. Yeah. His for when he got when he went to the Jets that first year. Didn't do nothing. I mean, I- so, so at the same time, you you value somebody that would be great. So let's say let's say you have a you have a dynamite prospect, and the Roonies are a no must no fuss kind of guy like your haircut and mine. Um, they're the kind of organization that is going to say, you know, hey, we're we're here for this. We want you to get along with our offense, regardless of who's running it. You have to be able to do A, B, and C. That's cool. Now, being the Roonies, would you draft somebody with the party history of Johnny Menzel? Or would you draft somebody that has the rookie numbers of Le'Veon? You'd ask me if I I had the mindset of the Roonies or if I were... Yes. If you if you were the Roonies and you and you seen and 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 you knew that the two people that you were drafting were the quarterback stats across the board, the running back stats of of Le'Veon, his rookie two seasons, whatever first two seasons, and you have Johnny his first season, who would you draft? It, same amount of money. We're, we're going ten million dollars. Who would you take? We're not, we're not looking at we're not going to PR we're not looking at PR stats. Now, if you're going to go in, PR Bell, stats, honestly, I would say that I would say the same thing. But at, at the same the same thing being said, you want to go you want to go with the the loud mouth rapping ass motherfucker that's doing beer bongs off of a a ledge at a college fraternity doing this and that. That's fine. I feel like he's going to hem his shit up. 
what bothers me is <clears throat> even with fucking Tommy Maddox after Ben got knocked out. Fine. He did everything well. He went to Mason Rudolph, whose dad sues everybody. That motherfucker, he can't get his goddamn order wrong at Starbucks without suing somebody. Like, get the fuck out of here with your boat shoe wearing, your shorts above your knees, having ass with your comb over. Get fucked, man. Like, what are you doing playing in the NFL? It, this isn't a this isn't a personal tirade against Mason Rudolph, but man. You are a soft-ass motherfucker. Why are you playing in the NFL? You don't even look like the guy that wants to take a tackle. Oh, don't touch me. Mason Rudolph is, uh, I think he was drafted to be the answer post-Ben. I think it is evident that he is 100% not the answer. I'd rather shit my hand and just smear it wherever they ask me to. I'd smear it in my own face if they asked me to. So it, I think it, like it, if we, to to cap it off with the whole Johnny Manziel thing, I think if if Probably. if he were proven to be a dynamite player in the league, I think God the Cleveland Browns would have put up with more than they did. Uh, but dude, he was but he he you know, his like his they, ability they his stats were though. mediocre at best. Yeah, but they put up a fucking Tim Couch, my guy. Tim Couch, that motherfucker. Listen, I'm a fat motherfucker that can't walk up downstairs without getting winded with a fucking flat baby foot. Now, Tim Couch gets a bad rep with Cleveland. They didn't do anything for him. He was drafted. Oh, was oh drafted as a, a for with an expansion team when the when the Browns came back. They were an expansion team. You know what that means? It, it it means exactly the same as when the Houston Texans became an expansion team, and and David Carr got sacked sixty five times. Sixty five well, times. He was a shit bag, and they had no right joining the league. I had a wooden dresser. The Steelers sacked him 11 times one game. Which is good. It it is good. But it's stuff like that. I understand where you're going. You know, I... Fuck, it sucks. I I think they would have put up more with uh, Johnny Manziel if he was lighting it up in the the stats. But because he wasn't, they didn't put up with it. I'd put up with... uh, I mean, look how look how long the Jets put up with uh, Joe Namath. <laughs> That's true. I mean, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah. I get it. I I don't know. I, it, this this is this is how I'll leave it. I hope the Steelers draft and or look to their lower lower echelon of people. I just, I just hope that, I don't know, man, like, it, it sounds really bad. I had high hopes for Dennis Dixon. To me, that was the next slash. I, I looked at Duck. If you could get somebody that is that is Dennis Dixon and Duck combined, this this really turned into a we love Pittsburgh thing, which is okay. I'm they did. That. I don't know how many people are going to listen this long, but I hope they did. And if they did, if you can say the word minestrone, to us, when you hear us or commented on our Facebook things, I will give you a five dollars certificate to come to my house. 
It's fair. It's fair. It's very Every, interesting. Everything it's, at his house costs six dollars, though. So correct. It's okay. If you bring beer, we'll we'll knock a dollar off. It's it's that's how. It goes. I no, I I agree. I I I hope Pittsburgh does something great. I hope they draft. It's been a long time coming. I don't understand why they haven't done it this long. They want to you you want to protect something that's been a great fucking thing for so long, and now you just go, eh. What's your what's your prediction on the season for the the, the division in terms of who who's who's first, second, third, fourth? I'm putting Baltimore first. I'm gonna go. God damn, that's hard. I got to go second with the Browns. I got to side with money on this one. Obviously, since he's gonna suck balls, so I'll put Pittsburgh third. I'm, uh, Man, I feel bad for Cincinnati. Don't you feel bad for Cincinnati? Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to that. I, I so I think I think another episode. I think Baltimore and Cleveland are interchangeable at one and two. Yeah, for me, for me, anyway. I think I, I think either one can take it. I got scrub. There I think that. overall team, Cleveland's well, see, got a better overall team on paper. Cleveland, yes. Hmm. I think right. Baltimore has more, more star power, but I think I think Cleveland's got more better. I think they got an overall better team. Um, I, I, I think, think it's going to come down to what what Lamar Jackson can do. Do defenses figure him out? Do they start keeping him in the pocket more? Because we really don't, we really haven't seen what he what he does when you contain him. Do do they take the uh, Tampa, He's Tampa against? Yeah. Do we take it take, uh, the Tampa Kansas City approach? Now I understand Patrick Mahomes was injured during the Super Bowl, but keep. The, I think the game plan would have been the same. They kept him contained in the pocket and got him uncomfortable. Um, How many offenses teams do that? I don't know. How many offenses have ever had a, a quarterback contained and they've succeeded? How many how many quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson last as starters past five, six seasons? We haven't seen Lamar Jackson hit his stride though, which is why I would put Baltimore first. I want to see him be I want to see him get smarter with how he runs. Absolutely. If he can get I smarter, I, I think that's why I think they're interchangeable. How 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 Lamar Jackson progresses. Yeah. Um Steelers third. I don't have a real opinion on 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 Cincinnati because Joe Burrow got hurt early last year. Um, I want to see him come back and and see what that team looks like with him before I have an opinion on that. But I I do think that they're they are the fourth place team as of right now. Our buddy on this that I feel that oh man I just had a fucking brain fart. Um, Baltimore's quarterback. Mar Jackson will will I feel like he understands the game better than what Baker will and and I feel that 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 is what's going to take him I, I don't want to say he's going to outsmart him but I think that he he understands the division and that's really all that matters because that's all we're asking who's leading the division I I feel like he he's going to see defenses that are going to Revel those of Cleveland's and Pittsburgh's. Pittsburgh's obviously is one to be 
unmatched by most in the league and what he's going to come up against. But I feel like Lamar Jackson is going to be able to read that defense and be like, okay, fair. And he is going to play it perfectly. I I feel like he is going to, I'm not going to say he's going to pick apart the defense, but if the defense is unhealthy or uncoordinated to the fact that they don't have a leader, they don't have, they don't have TJ doing his thing. They don't have the line just, stuffing them the way that they should, it's going to be an issue. I still put them, I still put Baltimore first, which pains me to say because fuck Baltimore. Um, I'm going to have to go Cleveland second just because Ben's old. Uh, Cleveland, they, they have it. If they can reproduce, and I've told this to a lot of my friends that are Browns fans and I've and people listen to that, and I'm like, look, Every blind, blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. If you can replicate what happened, even half of what you've done this season, cool. I, 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 I wholeheartedly believe that Pittsburgh will lose both games to Cleveland. And that's okay because we've, we've been on an ass-whooping stage for a long fucking time. And it's okay. And I'm all right with it. That's cool. Good for them. What's what's nice about the Steelers as a Steeler fan is in my lifetime, I don't think we've ever had to rebuild. No. So, you know, it's kind of we've repositioned places, which I'm hoping that's that's that those are my hopes for the draft. You know, get I agree. Get somebody in there. A live draft show. Yeah. Maybe Um, we'll get we'll get money, which which I don't know if you guys have have heard anything on our shows yet about money uh money is one of my homies one of my boys from back in the day and uh, he was at my wedding he is the i would say in my life the uh dead front dead ringer on cleveland sports as a whole whether whether it be hockey baseball football he's the guy and i hope to have him on the show um i'm sure we've probably mentioned him and in one of our drunk ramblings. Uh, I hope to have him on here. He's going to shed a lot of insight, not only on just sports, but life as a whole. And it's cool to hear his aspect, since I live in Ohio, on what the state of sports are in Ohio. And, and that's cool. And I know Josh Josh has met him, and it's, it's the same way, uh, you know. He he would be a great person to have on here. He will he will talk it all. He'll give both sides, and uh, I hope he's on here for that. And stay tuned for it because I, I think he'll be on here. Uh, news from earlier t- today, just a touch. Let everybody know. I guess the NFL is going to announce in the next couple days. I get they're going to touch me. Oh. They're gonna <laughs> they're gonna expand the regular season to seventeen games instead of oh. sixteen. So. I look forward to that. I'm surprised it passed the uh, NFLPA. I guess that that got approved last year through the NFLPA because I know that was a hot topic for a few years. The NFLPA didn't want to play any more any more weeks. So uh, look for that going. Also, we want to keep you guys up up to date. We got a guys weekend podcast Facebook page. Yeah, buddy. Up and running. We're going to do do some uh, live shows and stuff on, on Facebook if we can figure out and not have the issues we had 
had earlier today, but that's, those are some of the hopes we have. So, you know, join the, join the Facebook page, try to be a little bit more interactive. We just got it up and running a couple of days ago. So those are our yeah. hopes for the Facebook page. Share, share it to your friends, probably not your family. If you trust them or like them a lot, but you know, post it around, give us a like here and there. If we do another Facebook live video, we'll, we'll let you know. We, we tested it out. Probably didn't work that well, but we'll see what everybody else says. But hey, we'll we'll let you know when we're gonna go live, and we'd love for you guys to join in on anything. You you can tell us, hey, here's a topic, here's this, here's that, here's a shoot us this, shoot us a joke, a, an opinion on what we're talking about. Cool. I, I think we'll keep the live videos limited to a a certain time frame, but still, those topics, if we don't talk about them, we will incorporate them into another show, which is great. We look forward to having a lot of interactive people on there on our live shows and if you have topics and other people that you'd like us to talk to or talk with we about it just let us know yep we're two two joe schmoes like the rest of you guys so if you ever have been interested to see what the regular guy thinks about anything and hear other your opinion their opinions on the same things you're interested in just let us know and we'll we'll try to get to as many topics as you guys want to listen to i am josh tenney this is brandon parks this is the guys weekend podcast see you next time